Hi everyone, it's Sandy Cruz from Sandy K Nutrition, health and lifestyle queen. And I'm here to show you that balanced living works. This is especially for all you ladies over 40. We will cover a range of exciting topics with many special guests and I really look forward to this season. Bye for now. Hi everyone, welcome to Sandy K Nutrition, health and lifestyle queen. Today with me, I have Colleen Cavanaugh. She is the founder of Zigo Foods. We are gonna go really deep on your food sources, what's in it, what's not in it, what could possibly be in it. It's really important stuff, you guys. And Zigo Foods has the ethics of a company, a food manufacturing company like I've never seen before. And boy, it would be nice if this was available, this type of information to the consumer was available with every one of our food sources. So what I do when I go shopping is I read labels. I look at the manufacturers and quite honestly, I avoid most of the the really, really large manufacturers. And I look at the ethics of a company. Do I trust this company? Do I trust their food sources? Do I trust where they gather their products from? Is it glyphosate sprayed? Is it genetically modified food? (laughs) Is it clean? Is it local? Like there are so many things that you can look at and I know it can be daunting, but you can work up with a professional, by the way. Nutritionists do help in this area and I am a registered nutritionist. And so we can help in this area if you're confused, if you're not sure. I mean, back in the days before COVID, I would um, even go grocery shopping with clients who just do not have the time to, to read up and understand their food sources. So Colleen and I go pretty deep on all of this. I think you're going to find this a very eye-opening episode. And I hope that you listen because I feel it's important for every single person out there that buys groceries. And I'm going to say we all need to eat, right? So I always say in all of my social media platforms, vote with your dollar because That's how food manufacturers, growers know where is the demand. So if you're buying all the crappy processed, sugar-filled, genetically laden, modified (laughs) food, then more of it's going to be on the shelves, you guys. It's that simple. The more we collectively pay attention to what's in our food and buy quality food, the more we're going to get better food sources. So I'm going to leave all the details to our discussion. I'm going to have a few announcements here. Please, if you don't already follow me, I am very active on Instagram stories, on Instagram posts. You can follow me there at Sandy K Nutrition. I also have another account there called at Sandy K Wellness. I really start to get a little more active on that one when my at Sandy K Nutrition account just disappeared 
all of a sudden for like two weeks. So you can follow me on both of those accounts right now. I've still got both of them active. I'm also active on Facebook. I have a page there called Sandy K Nutrition. I also have a private women's group on Facebook. You can go there, Sandy K Nutrition Health and Lifestyle Queen. It is for women over 40. You can answer a few moderating questions and come into that page because there are different things that I talk about there. And it's a private group of a small group of women, which I love, much more intimate, much more open and go and follow me there. I'm also on Twitter as well, Sandy K Nutrition. And I'm very active on Clubhouse. So for those of you who don't know what Clubhouse is yet, Clubhouse is an all audio platform. So no video, uh, no, no photos, no nothing. It's actually talks that can last anywhere from you know, short talks, 30-minute talks, two hours. I've seen some of them on there last a couple hours. They are great talks for people who have interests in all areas. So no matter what your interest is, I'm sure you can find a club there that you can learn, you can engage with. I have met an amazing group of women. I have... I have a group of women that I'm on every morning with, 8.30 Eastern. It's called Biohacking Women 50 Plus. The moderator is Zora. She is from Hack My Age. You can find her. And she's the the actual creator of this group. She's in Spain. I'm in Canada. We have another person there from Slovenia. Another one from the UK, one from Hong Kong, from the United States. I mean, it's just fabulous. And there are nutritionists, doctors, health coaches, all sorts of individuals. We've got mediums. We've got uh, so many different people. Anyway, every single morning we're on there and we talk about all sorts of topics. You don't have to be 50 by the way. And you don't have to be a woman because we have a doctor that comes on there regularly and he comes and provides us with so much insight and information. If you need an invite to Clubhouse, send me an email, sandy at sandyknutrition.ca. I'll send you an invite. You have to have an iPhone. Right now, it's only available for iPhone. And I think you'd really enjoy it. Like I'll even go into a talk sometimes as I'm cooking. It's almost to me like another alternative to podcasting, except it's two-way. You can actually ask questions of the moderators, the people who are hosting the rooms. Anyway, I'd love for you to join us. I also have another group there that I moderate called Aging Well, and that's every Friday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. So yeah, touch base with me. Also, I haven't received a lot of new reviews on my podcast, and I would love to hear from you. Send me an email. Send me a review. It really means the world when I get these reviews. So please do that. And now I'm going to cut on through to that interview with Colleen Cavanaugh from Zigo Foods. Have a great week. 
Hi everyone, welcome to Sandy K Nutrition Health and Lifestyle Queen. Today with me, I have Colleen Cavanaugh. She is the CEO and founder of Zago Foods. Now, Colleen has dedicated her career to improve nutrition for underserved people. Now, she was a U.S. Cong- Cong- oh, congressional staffer. I can't even say that. That's very American. And remember, I'm Canadian, right? Who was hired? Who was hired to improve school national food assistance programs? She moved onto nonprofit to help everyday people and advocate for their food needs. And then she started Zago. And Zago Foods is the first purity verified food brand. And we will get into that pretty deep. Welcome, Colleen. Thank you so much, Sandy. It's so nice to be with you here today. Yes, thank you for coming. And, you know, I'm all about authenticity. I'm all about being transparent. I'm all about knowing what is on my plate, which is why we were connected through a mutual friend. And I'm like, yes, I absolutely need to meet Colleen because what your company does is rare. So um, I guess the first thing I'd like to hear is how did you get into this? How did this like, how did you get into, you know, nutrition and underserved people and, you know, diets and all that stuff? It's, it's a great story with many parts, which I will accordion in so okay. we can fit it into our time today, that there's always more to explore there. So when I was a kid, actually a teenager, 15 years old, I was diagnosed with celiac disease. So like many celiacs, it had taken nine years of symptoms and doctors and such to find that out. So I had watched as my health had declined. I was old enough to see it, how I was breaking bones. I couldn't socialize. I couldn't digest food. I had no energy. And then when they switched my diet, now I was eating a healthy-ish diet. I was a teenager, but I was eating healthy. And when we switched my diet to gluten-free in six months, I gained 40 pounds. I grew six inches. I regained all those things, including my brain power that I had lost. And it really was this amazing lesson to me that no matter why you're being underserved by the uh, food chain, whether it's because you're too, um, you don't have enough income to buy things that are healthy for you. You don't know what's healthy for you. You think something is healthy, like celiacs might think that a whole wheat product is healthy, but it's not for them. Right. It doesn't matter why you're in this place. If you're not being nourished properly by your food, you really cannot have the peace of mind to be a a positive um, influence around yourself, your people, your planet, those decisions cannot be made in the positive way that you want them to be because you're so um, sort of sick at your core. Right? 100% Colleen. It's like the very, very foundation of everything. You need to eat real food and you need to eat food that works for you because we're all individual. Right, right. So I'll quickly go through the rest of the story. So from there, I decided I would go into politics because politics seemed to be the great leverage point to influence the whole country. I'm in the U.S. of the whole country. Um, I learned, took me a while, but I learned that after working on food assistance programs for 15 years, that um, both there and in nonprofits, that government is not the solution because they're actually part of the problem. So The food industry is so fragmented and there's so much money and power involved in it. And there are so, you know, sugar beets are grown in almost every state in the U.S. purposefully. 
because then they have leverage over the, our senators who represent each state. So um, you, it's, and then you have the chemical companies, right? The Roundups, the Bayer Pharmaceuticals, like all these people who make lots of money off of the chemicals that we're then getting in our food. A hundred percent. I knew we had to use, you know, nothing moves the needle and change it, it, like consumer demand. So we saw like in the 80s, or, or let's go back to trans fats. So remember, everybody ate butter in the 70s. In the 80s, they said, oh, no, you can't eat butter because the, there's, you know, butter's bad for you. Eat, eat these other things like margarine. Then we discovered, so everyone switched to margarine. And then we all discovered, oh, no, margarine's bad for you. You have to eat butter. Butter is much better for you. So everyone, I mean, on a dime, the industry turned around. Like even faster than you've seen the gluten-free industry grow in the past decade, the fat industry switched from trans fats back to non-trans fats in the sh- a very short period yes. of time. Yes, yes. Because they knew they'd lose market share, right? So that's what I decided to do in starting this company. Number one, my kids had celiac disease and sugar intolerance and things like that. And their schools went nut free. So this was about uh, 10 years ago. And there wasn't anybody making food in that space that was making food that I felt good about giving my kids. It was all refined carbohydrates and sugars. So I decided, well, I'm going to kill two birds with one stone here. So I'm going to provide a solution. Here is healthy, clean food for you that's safe and tested and verified safe. And I'm going to use the company to influence the industry, to show consumers that what transparency looks like, to, to talk to them about how you have a right to know if there's toxic residue in your food and encourage them to contact other companies and ask for it, mm-hmm. to actually advocate for themselves. Then we also want to show other companies how to do the type of transparency that Zigo offers, where you can actually trace your transparency test results to each product through the packaging QR code. So... Are really, we're trying to inspire an entire industry to reform itself because if brands are demanding that their suppliers and farmers meet certain standards as far as toxic residue goes, which they don't now uh, for the most part, then they will have to respond. The suppliers and the farmers will have to respond. The government will have to provide grants to help that out. The nonprofits can provide grants to help that out. But they've got to have the demand. And right now, it's all dark in that space. When I ask for test results or I ask if I can run the test before I buy something, that's very unusual. Okay. So I have a question. You're talking about testing and going to companies and asking for the test. Like do all companies have to test for lead, like all those things that you guys test for? No, they don't. And I can only speak to U.S. Okay. Um, In the U.S., The food, as opposed to maybe looking at pharmaceuticals or the cannabis industry is different, or uh, I can only speak to the food industry. It's very loose what you do and don't test for. And a lot Mm. of it has more to do with the fear of being sued or liability or danger that your product might go bad. Like you want to know what the mold, potential mold count is. Right. Um, because most likely you're going to have some mold in there. You want to make sure it doesn't grow, right? There's just, uh, it's like trying to eliminate dust from the world. Um, so you're running tests like that, but a typical, uh, report from a supplier, say I'm buying chia seeds would not contain information about pesticides or heavy metals in it at all. It may not even indicate allergens uh, in there, but, but more and more the allergen piece is more standard, um, so we actually have to either test ourselves or we have to ask them to provide testing if they've done the testing. 
Um, I, I've had people not sell to me because I've asked too many questions about tests. Because okay. they're, they, they're worried about what I'm going to find. Okay, so how does, okay, we know how Zego Foods does it, or we'll get into that. But, yeah. you know, how as a consumer, for me, I'm always, always, you know, whole food advocate because I know that packaged food, you know, there could be uncertainty with packaged food. However... Right. You know, I would say it's almost impossible if you want a varied diet, because I'm always believing in, unless you have an allergy, of course, in, in all foods fit. And the more, um, I guess, the more varied food sources you have, the better your microbiome is, all that kind of stuff. So right. it's almost impossible to have a diverse diet without having some packaged foods. Like, you know, your rice isn't coming directly from wherever it is, but like, you know, rice could have arsenic and even organic rice rice can have arsenic. And so it gets so confusing. So tell me what Zago Food does. I know you have third-party testing. Mm -hmm. And then tell me what you would say advice-wise to a consumer who's trying to eat right and clean. Sure. So what, what Zego is doing is... I keep saying Zego. Are, I'm sorry. I keep saying oh, Zego. Okay. A lot of people do that. Okay. Zego. Sorry about yeah. that. So we are choosing suppliers that we have tested and have seen... We test for a number of different things. And we have purity standards for all these different things that we test for. So there's one panel that you can do of over 400 different pesticides. Everything gets done at once. So like when you get your blood drawn and they run like, you know, 50 different tests. Yeah. It. So that's sort of a one shot deal. Commercial pesticides for the most part. Okay. Um, but you want to see, even if you have most of our products are organic, you want to make sure there's not drift. You want to make sure that the farmer didn't run into a particular problem that they didn't know oh. how to solve. And so they closed their eyes and used some pesticide that they weren't supposed to. When you say drift, you're talking about farm to farm, like one farm is using uh, Roundup and right beside it, they're getting the Roundup into exactly. their crop. It's literally either drifting through the air yeah. or the soil could be moving over in a rainstorm. The okay. rain can carry it. Yeah. Now, it may be the same farmer. So one farmer might grow conventional oats and organic oats okay. side by side. Ah, so yes. it's, it's not always one farmer versus another. Um, so, so we test for those things and for our conventional, we do have a line of conventional fruit bars because we use regional fruit grown in the Pacific Northwest where they use fewer pesticides and it's a sustainability project. So it's local. Um, It's local. Local, right. Yeah. So, so those we test for the pesticides and we look to make sure that what, what is in there, because we know there will be some, it's conventional, right? Um, and what is the level? So we, we make sure that it's below, we kind of know the risk levels based on USDA data and other um, EU data as well, okay. what to look for there. So then, but most of our products are organic. So we're looking for no measurable pesticides whatsoever. Separate from that, we test for glyphosate, which is the chemical in Roundup that is being associated with all the lymphomas and okay. problems. I have to stop you there. Yeah. Because... I would love for you to, I mean, I know what, why glyphosate is so bad, but I'd love you to explain why, why do we care about glyphosate? Yeah, glyphosate is a little, it's different than some of the other pesticides, or this is an herbicide actually, that we deal with. 
because it's water soluble. So there are um, chemicals like paraquat uh, that's used on oats in the U.S., not in other countries, but in the U.S. And it, it has been they use it to cause um, uh, Parkinson's in lab rats. So we're fighting to get paraquat off the table, right? We don't want that to be used. That is a fat soluble vitamin, which is why it likes to go to your brain, right? To affect your brain chemistry. Glyphosate. So, so it's not good, right? It's, I'm not saying that uh, water soluble is better or is worse for your body than fat soluble. Like they're, they're all not good, but they have different implications. A hundred percent. With glyphosate uh, causes a myriad of problems. So it's water soluble, which makes it easier to travel through throughout your system and cause anything from you know fertility issues to digestive issues. There's lots of different things that are being associated with it, including on Hodgkin's lymphoma, mm. um, and it, it it interrupts a process in your microbiome that it needs to be healthy. So it acts like an, a constant antibiotic inside your microbiome, killing off your bacteria and messing up your natural balance. Um, the water soluble piece that really comes into play because if a farmer uses it and it washes off then into a stream, which goes into a river, which goes into the ocean, it now can spread like crazy, right? It's not looking for other fat to combine with. It just is go, it's dispersing. Right. So glyphosate is now being measured in rivers, streams, rainwater, oceans. It's, it's everywhere over our planet. That's and so, crazy. yeah. So I was just looking at some uh, FDA data in the U.S. this weekend, because this is what I do in my free time. Um, and it was really interesting to see. We have a lot of um, nonprofits who come out with kind of gotcha reports um, with the best intentions, and they do, they are useful, um, but they are limited in their usefulness. Uh, we tested anywhere from one to 50 different products in this particular area. So whether it's oats or protein powders or whatever that is. And we found these glyphosate results. So the issue is the soil and the water are contaminated, right? And and in addition to the farmers are continuing to use it. Um, The brand is the either complicit or unwitting partner in passing that toxin on to the consumer. So the messaging from the nonprofits who are doing this should be, Brands, you need to work with your farmers to clean up the supply chain. It shouldn't be, you know, boycott a brand, which you can do, but you can't boycott every brand. I mean, glyphosate is everywhere. So Zego can do what we do. We can actually provide you with glyphosate-free products. No problem. I'm here to provide you with a solution today, but the solution for all of us for the long term is all brands have to be doing what we're doing so that the supply chain is forced to clean itself up. Oh, I love that. Yes. But, um... Okay, so I like your explanation of glyphosate because it is huge, not just in the U.S., but in Canada too, right? It's everywhere. So how do you guys make sure, like, do you have a threshold? Like, you know, because when when you're talking about it, it sounds like it's like literally like everywhere, right? So there's got, like, do you have a threshold that is, okay, this much is okay, but anything... So generally in the, um, in the sphere of people who work on this stuff, uh, we talk about 10 parts per billion as being a threshold level for where you can have an amount that you wouldn't attribute to rain or drift or something like that. Okay. And many of us feel um, that 
for purposes of talking to consumers, it's not really responsible to talk about amounts less than 10 parts per billion because that's a system problem, right? It's a world problem. And so a brand can't solve a world problem. But if a brand knows that their glyphosate is 500 parts per billion, they've got a supply chain problem, right? Okay. And that yeah. can address. Um, so I like that because the, what you're describing here, because the more that we educate people in their food, the more people are going to know, the more people are going to vote with their dollar. Cause that's something that I actually advocate for all the time. I'm like, listen, so important. yes, vote with your dollar people when you know, or first of all, you know, pay attention to what's going into your body because it has an effect. And if you're eating glyphosate all over the place, so like, let's say you get minute parts, whatever per billion, I don't even know the measurements, right, right, right. but you're getting it. It's a very tiny amount, but it's still but, your health. Right. But if you're eating that amount in every type of food that's on your plate, even if it's really, really small, it's going to add up into your bodies. I actually watched a video. Um, it was a documentary on that and what it does to an insect and its insides. When, I don't know, maybe you, you, I can't even remember the name of the documentary, but I was like, oh my God, watching what it does. So it's really important. I love that. Now, I do want to get into, you're a B Corp, right? B Corporation. Oh, yes. So and what I is that? Yeah, let's talk about that. Let me finish up on the testing. Oh, quickly. sure, absolutely. So we also te we test for those things, pesticides and glyphosate and allergens and gluten for every one of our products. Okay. For things like allergens and gluten, we test every single batch because that can be introduced at the factory by the workers by mistake. And so we want to be really careful with How that. How is that? Um, um, if, if they ate peanuts for lunch um, and then they got it on their hands okay. and they sprinkle the dust before they put on their gloves, okay. you know, there's different ways it could get in. Um, they could have contaminated ingredients that come in that you don't catch. Um, so we, we always test every batch on that. And then we also, for we do a risk assessment and for crops of, we call them crops of concern, like cacao, um, protein powder, where we know that there has been historic heavy metal problems. We also test for heavy metals. So that's really important because as you know, heavy metals are, you know, they're naturally occurring, but we have spikes in heavy metals in soils around the world due to mining runoff and dumping and old fertilizers. You know, there's a lot of arsenic in the soil in Oregon because they used to use them on peach groves before they realized that they shouldn't. Mm -hmm. So if you're growing food on an old peach grove in Oregon, you better test your soil and make sure that the arsenic's not there or you better pull it out. And some of these protein powders, um, the tests that we're getting back on them, the amount of arsenic and lead is unbelievable, really. It's it's not, in California, we have a really strict standard called Prop 65, and the lead standard for that is is so tiny, it's almost unachievable. Um, but the uh, these lead levels that we're seeing from companies, U.S. companies, uh, companies all over the world, it's through the roof. So these are the types of things that we're looking to catch. Um, and, and that's why we do the testing because I can get you an organic product, but organic doesn't cover heavy metals. So the last thing we want to do is to find out that the baby food that we gave our baby 10 years ago was full of arsenic the whole time, which is what I just found out when a recent report came out. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to get away from these gotcha reports. I'm going to know ahead of time. Why don't I as a consumer have a right to know there's toxic residue in my food? 
I want to assert that right. And I want every person to feel empowered to assert that right as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Perfect. Okay. So should we go on to the B Corp and you'll explain yeah, what a B Corp is? Okay. Yeah. So tell me, I, I know what it means because I uh, used to sell beauty counter and they're a B Corp. And yeah. um, so tell me, what is it? So B Corp is a legal and uh, cert- a legal definition and a certification. So legally, it means that if I were to have a controlling board of directors or if I were to sell my company, it is in my documents that my social and environmental good that I'm trying to do with my company is as important as making money. And so it gives me a defense against some investors who might say, oh, no, you really have to just lower your quality standards because mm-hmm. you'll make 2% more because of that. I can say, no, 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 our operating agreement, our incorporation papers say that we have to take this into account. So it gives me as a founder protection um, in the B Corp certification. So there's a number of ways in the U.S. And I, I know there's a lot of B Corps in Canada as well, um, but legally in the U.S., your legal definition, and then the legal document says, well, you have to prove somehow that you're a B Corp, that you're actually doing this good for the world. And the main way that people do that is to get certified by a nonprofit called B Corporation, B Lab. Okay. And we like to say, that, and that's the B that you'll see in uh, certification uh, things on packages. And we like to say that we're using our companies as a force for good in the world. And you can do that in many different ways, but it really governs everything from your supply chain to what you, your packaging to how you treat your employees, um, whether you recycle or oh. not, uh, what type of health benefits you provide. So it's very holistic. So it's not easy to have that standard. It is not easy. I think there's only about 3,000 B Corp companies in the whole world. Um, so it, it's very hard. And the larger you are and the longer your supply chain, the more difficult it is to be a B Corp. So it's much easier to be a B Corp if you're like an HR support services company sure, uh, versus a food manufacturer or an energy provider, like an energy company. Very hard to become a B Corp for that. Yeah, I would think food is pretty hard, too. Like how, how long has Zego Foods been around now? Um, we launched on a, a Kickstarter campaign back in 2013 with some little oh. bars that we don't sell them anymore. We've we moved yeah. on from that, but, um, yeah. And then we petered around for a long time, but really wasn't until about 2017 that we really started moving forward, but we've been B Corp certified since I think for about six years now. That's amazing. That's really good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a, it's an amazing community. I mean, um, my, my PR group is a B Corp, my, uh, my um, customer service is a B Corp. So we, we like to hire each other to support each other um, because we know how difficult it is to meet those standards and how expensive it is. And so we're trying to support each other's businesses. It's a very supportive environment. I love that. Okay. Now I want to ask you, like how many companies do that kind of rigorous testing that you do? Like there's got to be very few, Colleen. Yeah, there's very few and there's really no one who's there. There's no one who's doing what we're doing, but that's why we're doing it because we want to change the standard, right? We want all companies to be doing what Zika is doing. So I can look at the different categories of food that we sell. So in oats, we sell a a raw rolled oat. um, That's like double the protein of other oats, just naturally a a better seed that we start with and purity protocol gluten-free. 
Um, so in the oat category, glyphosate is a big issue, and that's been a lot of the reports that have come out. So there are a couple of oat companies that have a glyphosate-free certification badge on them. How much does that mean, though? What does that um, mean? Because, well, you know, they talk about that in food and labeling, and, you know, they'll put this little sticker on it and say it's this, but what does it mean? That's the problem. There's several different certifying agencies. They have different rules. Um, if you generally they're looking for no measurable amount, but if you get a measurement that does have some in it, which can happen, right? I mean, it, it's, it's the world, it's in the rain. So, so it can happen. Um, they give you a certain amount of time to work it out and have a better result. So it means they're certified. It doesn't mean they're glyphosate free, I guess is the way to put it. And some companies will try to use certifications like that as kind of a whitewash, um, so it's it's an interesting problem. And one of the reasons why we aren't certified glyphosate-free is that we really feel like we have to get to a post-certification world. There's so many certifications. Like I would spend all my time getting certified for things if I did everything yes. that we were eligible for. It's just not possible. And so really the issue, certification is um, a proxy for the transparency that we're providing. If companies would just provide the transparency straight away, then they wouldn't have to worry about it. As a matter of fact, and I'll get back to your question, but yeah. let me swing on over here and show you because you're going to love this, Sandy. So <laughs> obviously not everybody can take the time to scan our QR code and read through 450 test results, right? Most yeah. people see that we provide the transparency, they assume, and they're right, that the test results are good or we wouldn't be providing them. But this is what we want to see on every package. Yeah. So this is like a nutrition panel, but it's a purity panel. And it goes through and tells you in a color-coded system whether or not your product has and what it tested on all these different toxins. Yes, I so, love that. I can I just describe it, Colleen? Yeah, so yeah. it's for those of you who are just listening, not watching, it is it looks exactly like a nutrition label. Exactly. And then, but it, it just says it's different though, because it has heavy metals. So lead, arsenic, cadmium, and then it has chemicals, DDT, BHA, and then it has, um, it has a scale. So cleanest standard caution zone at federal standard, which is considerably higher than yours. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then over federal standard, which is really interesting. So all of Zigo Foods is in the green, which is the Correct. cleanest standard possible. I love that. Right. And we even go into allergens as well, because we see that as another issue of um, food that should be nourishing that isn't right for a reason. So for those people, those are toxins. And so they need to know that. And that's what's going to make this easy for consumers, right? Because we yes. don't want to make people stressed out trying to read all this data. They should be able to just look at that package and see, oh, I buy companies that are only in the green zone. This is in the green zone. Boom. You're right. And the company has to be able to defend that with their test results. Of course. Um, so, so in oats, that way we talked about the glyphosate. What people in oats don't test for, paraquat, which is a huge problem, as I just we discussed just a few minutes ago, yeah. for Parkinson's disease, these brain diseases that are becoming so prominent in our elderly. Yep. Um, and then when you look in protein powder, there is one company they only sell online, and they test for I think two different things: glyphosate and maybe two heavy metals. 
Um, but we would encourage them to test for more than that. Like to do the test for the all four heavy metals that are of major concern. Do the test for the 400 plus panel um, and make your test results on available on your website. Right. So just have that complete transparency. But most of those protein powder companies do not provide any type of results. In fact, when they're asked, they'll tell you that it's proprietary information and it's not proprietary information. It's just they're considering it confidential. They don't want to tell you, but they could tell you if they wanted to. So we have a protein powder that is tested for all these things. And you can see our heavy metal test results and they meet our purity standards. So, again, it depends industry by industry. Um, bars are an area where people should really be asking to see those because a lot of those bars are not organic. So if they have pesticides in them, you want to know how much. We found that in our conventional raspberry bars, we ordered some raspberry concentrate from the same farm group that we always order from. All of a sudden, this pesticide called Captain increased by like sevenfold. What is going on? Like way beyond even what the EPA would say is safe. And our EPA has really bad standards. Um, and it turned out that there was some sort of fungus or pest that they could not get rid of that year in the U.S. Oh. And the only way they knew to get rid of it was to douse the raspberries in, in Captain. Now, raspberries are a very expensive crop, right? You don't want to lose your crop of raspberries. So we're finding it in organic as well as conventional. So all the conventional had it. Some of the organic had it because the farmers just couldn't afford to throw away the crop. And we don't insure them for this type of thing through our crop insurance in the U.S. So we got back to the company who was the in-between and we said, look, we've got to have organic until this cat, this, this, whatever this pest is that you're trying or the fungus is that you're trying to deal with is gone. You've got to, And we didn't change our label. We didn't you know, redo our packaging to say that we were using organic. We just did it because that meets that would meet our purity standards then. Okay. Um, so companies don't know if they're not testing and it's not safe to assume that everything is safe. They're, um, we're talking about parts per billion of glyphosate in this data that I was looking at over the weekend. You know, we're looking for less than 10 parts per billion. There were some chickpeas from, I can't remember if it was Korea or somewhere. They had 14,000 parts per billion of glyphosate. Okay, so you should have a right to know that. Your brands should be testing to make sure that they're not giving you chickpeas, hummus, whatever it is they're making out of those chickpeas. They're not passing that toxin on to you because it can't be your responsibility. Yeah, a consumer doesn't have any control over that. Okay, right? can that be can can that also be in organic as well? It can, it's less much less likely. So we've tested a lot, both on conventional and organic. Yeah. Our organic things do tend to 95% of the time not have any glyphosate in them at all. But what started us on this path is that we tested an organic apple cinnamon bar that we had. Okay. And the cinnamon was very high in glyphosate, even though it was organic. So in some industries, like spices, when they dry the spices outside, if they need to speed it up to dry them out faster... They spray it with Roundup because oh, it acts as a desiccant. No, even if it, but not if it's organic. You can't do that. Well, you can't, but they do. Isn't not that all the time. I don't, I don't want to scare anybody. This is not, not, not to scare anyone. It is not all the time that they do this. Sometimes they do it. Um, I know a guy who has a quinoa company and he imports a lot of organic quinoa. Um, he refuses about a third of his imports because even though his contracts say that the farmers can't use glyphosate, he finds it 
in the crop. And he said, really what happens, because he works with small farmers, he said, you know, the farmers have the best of intention in this situation where he's working with these very small farmers overseas, very small plots of land, but maybe their daughter got sick and they had to pay a hospital bill or she had a wedding and they needed cash immediately for that. So they sold the organic crop that they were saving for you. And when you came to get yours, they bought it from their buddy down the street because they didn't want to miss out on the contract. Well, their buddy uses glyphosate, right? So, you know, it's it's not like there's evil farmers, you know, going out doing evil things necessarily. It's it's that their life is life. And when a farmer has to decide, am I going to protect my family and stay alive and have enough money for the next year or pay this hospital bill, they may make decisions that aren't good for your customers. And so you need to be testing to catch that. Okay. So um, that's opening up an entire can of worms, right? Because so I have read some studies whereby, you know, they had families that were eating conventional foods that were whole real foods without changing their diet. They just took those foods and made them organic. Then uh, they tested urine samples from the family and organic Despite the things that you're saying, it always kind of wins out over the conventional, right? Right, as it should. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just want to point that out because I am a huge advocate for eating organic foods. But yes, yes, there are going to be cases, and I have actually had people tell me who don't believe in organic, oh, organic is like the biggest waste of money and there's still contamination. Well, Yes, in the cases that you're talking about, Colleen, I could see that occasionally you might get a little bit or if you if even overseas, like I know here in Canada, we get a lot of food, uh, organic food from Mexico, produce, uh, yeah. specifically yeah. produce. Well, quite frankly, I haven't looked into the, the exact standards of organic produce in Mexico, but I still think it's better than conventional. Right. Right. Because at least with the organic, they're trying, right? They're They're trying. trying. Yes. Yes. But if you're talking about a crop that was designed, it's a GMO crop, say it's corn or soy, and it was designed to withstand loads of glyphosate being poured on it. That's not only bad for you to eat the residue of, but you're also promoting a process that's poisoning the rivers and the streams and the fish and the air. Yeah. Um, And then it's drifting into the organic baby food. So The system is all connected and more testing will only strengthen the organic industry. I know some people in the organic industry don't like it that I talk about the fact that there is some fraud in there because they don't want any. They're like, no, 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 don't say that because we want everyone just to believe organic is great. Let's just be real. Like we know nothing is perfect. Like I've got kids. Like (laughs) you've got kids. Nothing is perfect. perfect. No, no. (laughs) I thought it was perfect when I was 20, right? (laughs) Right, right. And now reality hits as you get older and you realize, and, and, and then you realized it much younger when you had celiac and couldn't get the food that you needed, right? Because you and I are close probably in in age and back in the 80s if you're a teenager there was no such thing as celiac back then like you were rare actually i was only the second person in tennessee who had ever been diagnosed with this yes very rare back when we were growing up but now i mean it's everywhere right yeah and the gluten intolerance which you know they're as, as you know, Sandy, like these um, problems that people are having, these autoimmune issues, these digestive issues, they're very complicated, right? So there's not very. one solution for everybody. But if you 
take out the wheat that's been treated with glyphosate, you know, and you do a number of things to help restore your microbiome. A lot of people are feeling better yes. doing that. Yes. Right. So um, the, the fact that it, it, we all have to pay attention to our bodies and what's good for us. So I have people who say, Oh, you know, I, I heard you can't eat oats. You shouldn't eat oats. And I'll go through all the things. Okay. So we have this tendency to do reductive nutrition advice, right? We find out that there's one component of something that if we isolate it, it's bad for you. So oats, they, oh, well, it has a lot of starch and it's very, you know, a lot of carbs. Carb. Yes. Then we found out, oh, wait, it's about the carb load, not about the glycemic index of the glycemic load. It actually is a low glycemic load. And if you get raw oats, then there's actually no, um, that have been cold processed like ours. There's no aflatoxins, no anti-nutrients. Um, there's no phytates, you know, that, so uh, I have a really clean oat that a lot of celiacs can eat really well. I have, uh, clients who could, their kids can only eat like three to five foods. One of them is our oats. That's how clean it is. Right. So that, that makes me sad when I hear that though, that somebody can only eat, you know, three to five foods because I'm always about diversity. How are you going to diversify your biome, your microbiome when you can't eat the foods because they're not properly labeled or third party tested and you don't know for sure if it's safe for you. Right. Right, right. So you, I, and I am totally with you. I would rather have someone eat 12 different varieties of plants than eat one superfood. Yes, like, yes. Put away your handful of goji berries. Go out and to your farmer's market and buy 12 different vegetables. Yes, yeah, but we need to make sure it's safe for those. See, my daughter has anaphylaxis to peanuts. So, oh, and yeah. that was, uh, she was diagnosed with that from like age three, I think she was very, very young, but all the signs were there. She had the eczema as a newborn. So there were some signs there, but back then, you know, I didn't know that I could inoculate my newborn with a bunch of different uh, newborn probiotics that could have mitigated even the, um, even the, not only the risk, but her, um, her the way that she reacts would be minimal you know it's not necessarily saying that it's going to go away but just doing that so there's so many things that we don't know right but what I'm saying is that with her we need to be careful right because it's an afflict now it's too late too late like you can't I mean I can I can support her microbiome now but the chances of her just curing a peanut allergy is pretty rare. And, and it's pretty intensive. If you try to do some of the remedies that they have now, there's yes. a lot of upkeep that you have to do. It's it's a very yep. serious decision to make. And really what we want to do is get to where people like us and our friends feel empowered and feel that they have a right to clean food. Yes. And I think COVID has made so many people who didn't used to think about health when they bought their food are now thinking about health because we all recognize that even we can get a vaccine or, or, or do whatever we want to do to try to avoid it, wear masks and all that. But the thing that we really control about our own immune system is what we're putting into our bodies. And are we exercising? Thank you. I am clapping right now because I love to hear that Colleen. It's so, it's so true. I mean, building up your immune system is the biggest thing that you can do for yourself and your family. Cause we know COVID is most often spread when one family member brings it home. 
right? And then it goes like rapid fire around the family. Yeah. So to protect your family, to protect your elderly parents, you know, your children, your babies, it is your responsibility to be watching what's going into your body. Yes. And we need that rapid turnaround in the food industry. And that's why my leverage point now is consumers. I'm trying to, it's just like when I was on Capitol Hill and I realized that we have to get the grassroots working, right? We are the grassroots. The people yes. are the grassroots. And if we start demanding that brands share test results to prove that their product is clean, to assert that we have a right to know if you're passing on toxic residue to us through your food, the brands, again, will have to turn around and work with their suppliers and work with their farmers to help them wean off of the toxic chemicals, to help them clean the heavy metals out of their soil. Yes. And we could, we could do it very quickly, but the consumers have to demand it. Yeah. They don't demand it. It's going to end up being sort of like a subset of organic, yeah. which is not what we want. We want this to be a way that changes the, we want to inspire a change across the entire food chain, across the entire world. I love it. And we can do it. I honestly believe we can do it. I love it. I love your enthusiasm, Colleen. Now, what I do want to say, first off, I'm going to ask this because so many people ask about this. What exactly is non-GMO certified and are you non-GMO certified and is it a reliable, you know, I guess approval or stamp, whatever to get? Um, Non-GMO certified means that you have worked with the non-GMO certification organization to assure, to, to list the risk level of all your ingredients okay. for GMOs. It is a list. It's not a guarantee that there's no GMOs in your product. Um, so yeah, I know I was shocked when I found that out too. Oh. It is, it is a list that consumers can access to find out if you have GMO ingredients in your product. So our products for the most part, do we use any, we don't use any GMO crops. So there's only like five GMO crops in the world, right? Um, corn, so wheat, corn, soy, soybeans, um, alfalfa, a couple others. So when you see a non-GMO verified thing on like our, our fruit bars, we do non-GMO verify for them. It's kind of goofy because there aren't any GMO um, crops in in produce, it, it, you know, except for alfalfa, like I was saying, and I was just saying fruit. Okay. Um, so it's kind of like putting a gluten-free symbol on a bottle of water. Right? Okay. So okay. It's not, um, if your product is organic, then it should also be non-GMO. It yes. should actually be yes. non-GMO because GMOs are created to receive Roundup residue for the most part or some sort of, of toxin that kills off the invading pests but, or, or weeds that doesn't kill the plant. Right. So if it's organic, you don't need to be non-GMO certified also. That's just an added expense. Um, and so we don't do that. Okay. Um, but we do the non-GMO verification on our conventional stuff, just as a little extra layer uh, for people who are worried about whether it's sort of a signal that we're watching and we're looking more careful about what we do. Um, but it, it's not the, it's, it's not typically what people think it is. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Um, maybe Colleen, tell me, now is a good time to, because we'll wrap this up soon. I want to know what kind of products do you make? Because you have a wide variety. So tell yes. us about it. Yeah. So we cover the snack and pantry categories. Okay. Um, so we always say, you know, upgrade your pantry. You can't be any healthier than the items that you have in your pantry, right? Um, so in the pantry, we've got our uh, double protein oats, which are raw and purity protocol gluten-free. 
Um, they also are a third higher in fiber than other raw oats. And that's because we cold process them. It's because we use um, a really good seed to start with. Okay. And then we also have muesli um, and protein powder. That's 100% sacha inchi seeds. So it's a very pure whole food protein powder. And as you know, Sandy, most protein powders are processed with chemicals. or Chemical isolates. Yes. So we don't do that. Okay. We actually take the sacha inchi seed, squeeze out the oil. They use that for medicinal purposes, roast it, and grind it. That's oh, all we do. Wow. That's so amazing. People, yeah. We, we're hearing from people, especially like athletes who like to do a protein, either like right before they go running or right after. It does not hurt their stomach. It's really easy to digest. Okay. Um, so we have that, again, tested for the heavy metals and all that. We also have nut-free trail mix. So something your daughter might be interested yeah. in. We call them nuts because we really designed them so that they could be either a snack or something you mix in to add nutrition to something else. Um, so the, you can add it to a salad. You can add it to your yogurt, your cereal, yes. make muffins out of it. And then we have a, a line of bars. So because everyone loves a snack bar. So we have fruit bars for the kids that are all purity verified. Um, the pear bar, for example, has only pears in it. That's it. Just wow. pears. Um, and then the uh, protein bars, we have a chia version of that as well. And the chia seeds we get organic because you can't wash your seeds. You can't wash the pesticides off of seeds. Okay. So um, when anyone is buying seeds, you know, just make sure because they cannot be something like chia where the pesticide will really get onto the chia seed itself. Yes. As opposed to pumpkin seed where the it seeds inside. So it's a little bit harder. So it has to get into the system of the pumpkin. Um, chia seeds can be very, very dirty. They're considered one of the dirtiest crops. Interesting. In so is organic safe, Colleen? Yeah, get organic. Okay. Get, okay. Absolutely. Get, get organic. Yeah. Again, like you're going to have 1% that aren't, but right. 99% of the time you're going to be great with organic. So we, we use organic chia in there. Um, and so we then have um, seed and fruit bars, which are our protein bars. Now we design these as a snack, not as a meal replacement, because we think you should be eating meals. Yes. Right. So sit down and eat a meal when you're ready to have a meal, when you're on the go and you need a quick protein snack. We've got our sacha and cheap protein powder in there. So, you know, you're not getting the heavy metals because of that. There's no grains at all. So if you're on a grain-free diet or you're gluten-free, you're safe with that. And, you know, our first ingredients are seeds. I love So that. it's a really high, everything that we make, we try to plus up the nutrition level in whatever way we can. So the oats have more protein, they have more fiber. The, um, the protein powder is um, a whole food protein powder. So you get, you digest more, digest easier. Um, the, the protein bars actually are more digestible and grain-free and easier on your stomach. Yes. And we have our triathletes, um, and actually we have a one client who's an Iron client customer who's an Ironman guy, and he can't eat any bars and then exercise. He has to wait two hours after he eats a bar. And he eats our stuff, and he can go right out. We, oh. we, we have people, athletes, who are eat a bowl of oatmeal, of our oatmeal, and they go right out on their long-haul ruts. That's amazing. So very, very digestible. Yeah. That's so wonderful. Okay. Well, I think, if, is there anything else that you'd like to add, Colleen? Well, well let, can we talk for a second about where that people can find? Yes, yes. Product? Where yeah. can we find you? So, yeah. So, we you can find us in a variety of places. So, in Canada, because I know you have some Canadian uh, viewers, at Natura Market, N-A-T-U-R-A Market, okay. .ca, they carry our products. Oh, Canada. yes. I bought from there. Yes. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, So we're not in distribution on the store shelves in Canada yet. Okay. But in the U.S., you can find us in about 500 stores across the U.S., including the Whole Foods around the Mid-Atlantic region. They have our oats. 
And of course, our website, um, zegofoods.com, we have everything there. We have a few select things on Amazon. Um, we're not super happy about Amazon because people are complaining that when our products arrive from their warehouses, they smell like perfume. Oh. And so we're concerned about, yeah, we've gotten that complaint from quite a number of people with the people who order from us are looking for non-toxic foods and yeah. you don't want to be passing along some toxic things that might be used in the Amazon warehouses to our customers. Right. So we're trying to wean ourselves off of Amazon, but it's kind of hard because a lot of people only like to buy on Amazon. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's also a possibility. All. But we hope to get into Thrive Market and some other places to make it easier for people to find us as well. That's amazing. Okay. And for my listeners, Colleen has graciously supplied us with a discount code, and it is off of your website, correct? correct. If they order, right. so it would only be if they order from your website. Correct. On our website, when they go to check out in the promotion coupon code little box, you just put in Sandy K20 and you'll get 20% off your entire order. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Colleen. I, you know, I love your enthusiasm for the transparency, for goodness in the world. You know, we need more of that. So I really appreciate you. Oh, and I so appreciate what you're doing, Sandy. It's so great to meet people who are thinking the same way. And it's only in combining our efforts together that we can really move this movement forward. Um, there's so much working against us. And it's so confusing for consumers that the if we can make it easy and give them peace of mind, which is what this is all about. Yes. Just think how much better we can be. Imagine like we're going to get together in five years and we're going to talk about how half the industry is now doing this uh -huh. and that, you know, it all started now. So it'll be really fun. I'm really so um, galvanized and excited and enthused about the future. I think that it's going to be amazing. So thank it. you for your part and what you're doing to get the word out. Thank you very much, Colleen. Join me next week where I cover off more exciting topics. I hope to continue to engage you and excite you and show you that living in your 40s, 50s, and beyond can be exciting, balanced, and helpful. Bye for now.